When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. In the year 2148, <laughs> explorers on Mars discovered the remains of an ancient spacefaring civilization. In the decades that followed, these mysterious artifacts revealed startling new technologies, enabling travel to the furthest stars. The basis for this incredible technology was a force that controlled the very fabric of space and time. They called it the greatest discovery in human history. The civilizations of the galaxy call it Mass Effect! Jeez, that was amazing. Yes, <laughs> Mass Effect. <laughs> We're talking about Mass Effect. Are you okay, Are you okay no, buddy? Daddy, the minute... Uh, <laughs> so, full disclosure... <laughs> Steve and I are throwing this one together, spur of the moment, because my dude just beat the first Mass Effect game, right? And I'm very excited. <coughs> oh, shit, I'm going to have to go see an ENT. Oh, my God. <coughs> <laughs> it's truly impressive, man. And, um, <laughs> bruh, from the top of my dome, I would like someone to go and pull up the opening the opening text to Ma- the first Mass Effect and uh and and fact checked me see how i did i think i nailed it anyways that was off the top of your head off the top of my dome (laughs) holy shit man that was really impressive anyways um steve texted me and was like bro i just beat mass effect and i was like fuck yeah we can do a a episode and he goes you want to do it tonight so it's fresh and i said yep let me get off work and that's where we are right now (laughs) yeah we barely talked normally we uh we have a little pre-game sesh nah. beforehand and just kind of shoot the shit. But tonight, we just jumped right in. It's only taken a year and 11 weeks to get to the point where we can finally talk about Mass Effect. I've been waiting for this day. Mass Effect is one of my all-time favorite video game franchises. And it all kicks off with the game we're going to be talking about today. So, buddy, um, before we jump into that... What you been playing lately, besides Mass Effect, of course? Um, you know, i kind of been trying to stick to that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, to get through it, because I, I got through it pretty good, pretty quickly. I you think. did. Um, but, uh, you know, I've been doing a little bit of Slaying the Spire, yeah. you know, uh, which is non nice non-committal game. And, uh, you know, 
doing some Gears 5 with you and Will when we get the opportunity, which hasn't hasn't presented itself as much these last few days, but I think we'll get there. Yeah, and that's not going to be a game that takes us long to get through, and then we got another episode we can do. That's right. Spoilers. Spoilers. For future episodes. I think, <laughs> I think you're going to find us much more um, happy with the end product of Gears 5 than we were with Gears 4. I honestly do think so. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my thoughts for the podcast, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I was pretty I was pretty strong in my opinions on the Gears Four one. We'll see how that turns out in Gears Five. <clears throat> awesome. So you've been Mass Effect, little Gears Five, little Slay the Spire. You were in the midst of a, another Elden Ring playthrough. Did you see that out, or did that peter off towards the end? It's still it, <clears throat> it's still a thing. Okay. I, uh, okay. It's. I'm at the Halic Tree, Woo. and uh, yeah, it, it it didn't like break me or anything like that, but I was just like, you know, we had been talking about uh, episodes, and I was like, man, I really need to play Mass Effect for my buddy Hawes, my good old pal Hawes, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's he was he did me a solid, he played through Demon Souls and Elden Ring, it's about time for me to do this, man, mm-hmm, gotta mm-hmm. do it. <clears throat> yeah, and, and what's funny is, to take you guys back to uh, November of 2020 when uh, we got our PS5s and we were playing the Demon Souls remake. Steve was like, all right, man, you're finally going to beat a From game. You tell me what to play. And I said, I want you to play Mass Effect. And he said, awesome. Well, I hear there's remasters coming out or whatever. Maybe they had even been announced at this point. And I was like, totally, wait on those, right? Um, And so now he's made good and I have my next game I have to play which I'll keep a secret, keep it secret, keep it safe. Um, I think that's going to be a really fucking fun episode to do too. I've been working on it slowly but surely. So that's one game. Oh, you've been you've been playing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's yeah. news to me. You know, look, uh, when I get off work, I, I'm in a situation where, like, when I get off work, take care of anything I need to take care of post work. You know, it kind of depends on when Will's ready to hang out or when you're ready to hang out, how much time I have to devote to a single-player game. So it's been in small chunks, but I am playing it. I am enjoying it. I haven't reached a point of not seeing stuff I've already seen because it's a game I had started before, right? Right. Regardless of that, it's it's a really good game. I can't wait till we can do that episode. And then you'll owe me a fucking Mass Effect 2 playthrough, baby. We're going to do that concurrently. Because I haven't finished the legendary version of Mass Effect 2. Um, so, uh, I've been playing that secret game that you guys will hear about soon soon enough whenever I finish it. Um, I've been playing some Stray on the PS5. Mm-hmm. What a game. A game that felt fucking handcrafted for your boy halls. Like, <laughs> a cyberpunk I game. I definitely... <laughs> I have plans to play it myself, but... but... Uh, that's going to be a Steve and Cindy joint, so it might take me a little a little while longer than you. Yeah, um, you know, at any point when you and Cindy complete one of these Steve and Cindy playthrough games, and you want to bring her in to these shenanigans for an episode, all you got to do is let me know. Okay, we'll do if she's interested. You know, I know it's not everybody's bag, but I think I think Cindy's really funny, so I think people would really like hearing her on the show. So. Yeah, she she'd be great. She'd be great. <laughs> Definitely. I still anytime I see Mario Party, I think about her going, talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> when she won Mario Party that night. 
That's right. <laughs> she took down the titan known as Monty Mole. <laughs> just straight for the jugular. I mm-hmm. mean, good lord. Um, so, um, you know, when Will and I ha- play, hang out, and it's just the two of us, we were playing Halo. Halo's fallen off a little bit. I'm sure we'll pick it back up again. That's how it goes, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then we tried out No Man's Sky. And God bless that game, man. Like the concept and, and the rise from the ashes that that game has had is super impressive to me. I don't know why I can't crack the No Man's Sky uh, code and get into it. I've tried multiple times. I've tried multiple po- times on more than one system. I've played it on PlayStation and Xbox and it has yet to get its hooks into me where I'm obsessed with it. And it seems like so much my type of thing, right? Space and Yeah, shit. it's kind of surprising. Yeah, it's definitely in your wheelhouse. But yeah, it's bounced off of me twice as yeah. well. I just don't know why I can't crack that code. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's just... I don't know. I don't know if maybe I'm not giving it enough time before I bounce off of it or what. Um, and then the other thing that I am, and I, I say this, knowing that it, you know it, it opens me up for some potential memeing. I'm fine. I'll take the slings and arrows. I'm full on obsessed with Fortnite right now. Yeah, <laughs> a, a dead meme of a game that uh, you know was at its most popular probably two years ago or something. I don't know. It's still very popular, but yeah, all of a sudden I've got the Fortnite meme or the Fortnite fever bad bro i think i'm officially i think i'm officially a Fortnite whale steve (laughs) i hate to break it to you man but you anytime you're you get into a game with microtransactions you're you're a whale it's not just Fortnite; it's also halo yeah (laughs) you're not wrong you're definitely not wrong so like okay this is the thing a few months back they put a boba fett skin on Fortnite. You know your old pal halls. I had to do it. So I got it. <laughs> I played two or three uh, Fortnite rounds, smiling ear to ear because I was Boba Fett and the skin looked really cool. And then didn't really play it anymore. It's another one of those games that, you know, I'm sure it's very fun for some people to play solo, but it's it's the kind of thing that I would much rather play with other people. And I even, like when we'd be hanging out in Discord or Xbox chat, I'd toss the idea out there like, hey guys, you know... uh, might be fun to fuck around on Fortnite one night and you would have thought I said hey you want me to show you the tattoo that's on the head of my dick like the reaction <laughs> I got from you dudes was like Fortnite <laughs> so I was like okay that one's not gonna all right that's not gonna happen and then one night randomly Will and I are hanging out real late at night and he goes you know I'd download Fortnite and play it with you if you wanted and I said let's do it and sure enough me and Will have been playing and I've bought so many fucking Fortnite skins, Steve. I gotta stop. Like, <laughs> so like I, I even said to Will, I don't think I'll ever need to buy another skin. I got Boba Fett. And Will was like, uh, <laughs> okay, sure. And then they had these quests to unlock Indiana Jones, so I unlocked him. That wasn't necessarily buying a skin. Then their battle pass. Oh my God, Home Depot, why would you do that? Um, then their battle pass came out right and the the big reward at the end of the battle pass is darth vader so i was like well oh i mean goodness. i i i should get the battle pass and at least try to unlock darth vader and as you play like and this is going to be something that 
people that have played Fortnite know all about. It is like being in that movie fucking uh, Ready Player One, right? Everywhere you turn, it's a licensed character that you're familiar with. Like Will's running around as Batman. Rick and Morty are there. Bunches of Marvel and DC characters. Uh, you know, Indiana Jones, so on and so forth. Looks funny, yeah. Uh. It's and it's fucking <laughs> wacky, dude. It's wacky, and it is a lot of fun. And not for nothing, Will and I, pretty good at Fortnite. I might add. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. You've streamed it a couple of times uh, it, on the weekends when we've all just kind of been dicking around, and, and you guys get going, and Nick and I'll be like, "Stream it, we'll watch." And uh, uh, I'd get in your chat. And there was a dude in your chat, dude named Tracy Tracy Moon. Shout out, and uh, he was like, "Oh." Haas plays Fortnite, and he's sweaty because you were just ripping off like a kill streak at yep. the time, <laughs> jumping on awesome. bouncy mushrooms and stuff. And then, so I knew a few months ago, right, that they had a Spider-Man skin available, and I had been seeing Spider-Man show up and whip my ass every now and then. And I was like, okay, well, if Spider-Man ever shows back up in the store, I got to get him because he's awesome. He's he's my dude, right? And I swear to God, the fucking evil geniuses at Epic Games heard me say that because two days ago, they loaded the Fortnite store with Marvel characters. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, fuck me, man. I guess I'm a whale. I got a bunch of Marvel skins, (laughs) including Spider-Man and Psylocke, one of my favorite X-Men, and Cable, one of my favorite X-Men, and Ghost Rider. you guys don't need to know all the Marvel skins I got. It's it's ridiculous. It's a lot. Moon Knight. I had to get Moon Knight. It's fucking Moon Knight. Ugh. So, yeah, I think I'm a whale in Fortnite now. Well, I mean, you know, you got the money to burn. There's worse things to do. Yeah. You're getting some some love out of it. I mean, it sounds like you're you're kicking ass in it. So. <laughs> yeah buddy i understand look i we i played dead by daylight with you for a long time and i've spent my fair share of money on microtransactions i'm no you know like, no look, saint when it comes to these things if it's a free game i always say like okay it's a free game if at the end of the day after my my entire breadth of playing this game i've spent 60 bucks which is what i would spend on a normal like full retail game then that's not half bad. Because for one thing, it's going to be spread out over a long period of time. That ain't the way with Fortnite, Steve. I ain't even going to try and lie and justify, you know? Because I'll tell you what, one day I went in there and they had Street Fighter skins and they had Sakura and uh, Blanca, right? And I was like, eh, I mean, Sakura is one of the characters I play, but I don't really need her in Fortnite. But let me tell you, the minute I get in that store and... Uh, like Ryu or Cammy are in there. They got me again, Steve. I'm calling it now. They got me again. So, Brock, you know what they're going to end up doing? They're going to announce, uh, if you want to talk about a dead meme meets a dead meme, they're going to announce a lost crossover. And, buddy, I'm going to be donating plasma for Fortnite skins. <laughs> Tom Bell. Yeah, take as much as you guys want. I got to get that John Locke skin, baby. <laughs> Please don't do that. Please. I mean, they wouldn't. I mean, talk about a dead meme, a, a show that has been off the air for over 10 years and everybody just shits on when they talk about it. But I'd be real excited. 
So yeah, I mean, I don't shit on Lost when I talk about it. My wife <coughs> well, and I are talking about a, a rewatch soon. In fact, hey, I, and that's because you and your wife are both gentlemen of culture. Okay, <laughs> like you, you're the exception to the rule. And I'll be honest, I have a lot of friends that talk about Lost uh, uh, favorably. <sighs> I am, you know, I'm probably just wrong at this point. <laughs> I can admit it. I'm just probably wrong, just straight up wrong. So, um, you know, one thing you were you were not wrong about is uh, that Mass Effect is a good game, buddy, buddy, buddy. I'm so excited. We've talked a little. Like I've gotten updates from you of you as you've been playing it, and you know, mainly you mentioning side quests and seeing if I remember them. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part, I do. Mass Effect is a game. I think I've played the first Mass Effect all the way through. And when I say all the way through, I mean 100% completion every time. Meaning all side quests, all planets explored, etc., etc. Four times now. Uh, With the most recent being when they released the Legendary Collection um, last year, back in May. I've played this game a lot. Uh, this game, Gears of War and Halo 3, were the reasons I broke down and joined Team Xbox back in 2007. Because, um, I don't know if you remember this, buddy, but back in the day, Mass Effect 1 was originally an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, Bioware, wasn't it? Like, w- weren't they exclusive to... Xbox like Knights of the Old Republic and, and whatnot. <laughs> well, as, as far as um, as far as um, console goes, right? Right. Their stuff like would Jade sh- Empire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all that, all that stuff. Their stuff would show up on PC, but if you wanted to play Bioware games on uh, consoles, it was uh, it was Xbox only, and that goes even back to the original Xbox, like you said, with the Knights of the Old Republic games. It, um, Jade Empire, which you mentioned, which is, I think, an underrated game of theirs. We can talk about that later, though. Totally agree. I totally agree. Um, and so, you know, around 2007 would have been sort of the early decline of my PC gaming days, right? I had had my um, PlayStation 3 for about a year and wasn't real stoked with, you know, the games that were available. And in the meanwhile, I have this roommate named Will who is showing me all this cool shit on, on Xbox gears of war, you know, halo, so on and so forth. And Will Witten? yep. The same will, will is solely responsible for me getting an Xbox. I don't even lie. An Xbox 360. Um, thank you, Will. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, no doubt. Um, so, you know, as I was looking to get an Xbox 360, I was looking into games that were out and were coming out, and I come across Mass Effect, which plenty of people knew about, but it had just always passed over me because I didn't have an Xbox, right? And I was like, holy shit, it's a Bioware RPG, and it's sci-fi? Bought it, sight, and review unseen. Like, just knew I needed to have it. And uh, a obsession with this franchise was born that day so man i can't imagine how excited you were this is this is so up your alley yeah <laughs> man game. so what's your overview like what do you think 
uh, about the original Mass Effect. Granted, Steve is playing, he played the legendary version that came out in the collection last year. So it's slightly polished graphically. The controls are quite a bit better, to be honest. And, you know, there's some other tweaks that have been done to it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, obviously some aspects of the game are just, you know, inevitably dated at this point. You know, there's just certain parts of the game that I think they would move on from, like the Moon Rover, especially. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the story was real strong. I really liked the, all the dialogue. Um, you know, I, I dug the crew who Shepard interacted with for the entire game. I dug the, the side quests were good. Um, I felt like they gave you tons of different options, choices, things to do, mm -hmm. um, different different outcomes for tons of different quests that could affect, I'm assuming, things in the next game. Yes. Um, and that's that's something like, I feel like it's always risky, not just with video games, with anything, when people come out the gate going, this is gonna be a franchise right mm -hmm. and then they leaned into it hard they let it be known they really did yeah that like uh, decisions you make in this game are going to be uh, affect the story of mass effect 2 a game that was by no means insured thankfully mass effect was successful and they did make mass effect 2 but um they really fucking swung for the fences they they really did and I feel like it was a home run in, in a lot of aspects, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I just was I, like really drawn into the the stories, and I played it as a renegade, I should say. Uh, although I did have some some paragon things that happened here and there. Mm -hmm. um, I believe they call that a paragade on the boards, the, no, the the lingo. But I, I definitely was trying to do as much renegade stuff as possible. Um, and that that made for a pretty fun playthrough. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. I'll tell but, you uh, what. the the uh, the end was spectacular. I oh, thought, uh, dude. We'll, we'll talk about that too. But uh, just generally pretty favorable uh, feelings for me. Let's mm -hmm. just put it that way. Mm -hmm. I was able to overlook its its uh, deficiencies from being an older game. <laughs> yeah, put it that way. So. I 100% agree with you, right? You're talking about a game that is almost 15 years old at this point. It shows its age. There's only so much spit polish you can put on a game that old without doing a full remake, which it was clear, like they sort of made it very well known when they announced these that they weren't going to be doing full remakes. These were remasters. Um, and, you know, I think the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is the perfect way to play the original Mass Effect. The changes to the combat and the changes to the Mako, which is like your your planet rover vehicle, make that game much more enjoyable to play. And I say that as someone who loved his playthroughs of the original version. I am not above saying that there were parts where the combat and the world traversal in the Mako were like pull your hair out frustrating in parts, right? Um, and both of those, I feel, were um, big barriers to some people being able to get into these games. Um, totally agree. I, it, it, it That happened to me early because mm -hmm. I tried this game. I let you borrow it. <clears throat> a, long, a long time ago, the original... Um, Xbox 360 version 
and uh and the the moon rover thing just just couldn't get get the hang of it and it was too frustrating and there's still parts in oh yeah the legendary edition that get that got on my nerves pretty good but literally all of them were to do with that the moon rover like and and it would be the worlds with the big mountains mm-hmm. you know and you're trying to get to something on the other side of the mountain just gets too sheer so you have to you know you fall down and you, eventually you just end up starting over yeah i've done i did that on a few planets try to get to some debris but <laughs> yeah man um you know it was still I, with that said the, the rover had some fun parts too particularly in that last mission when you're or maybe it was the mission the level before the last mission mm-hmm. where you're riding around fighting a bunch of geth and gunning them down i thought that there was some cool stuff too so it wasn't all bad so um to give sort of just a basic overview of mass effect i kind of you know blew my voice out at the beginning giving you like sort of the backstory humanity finds these ancient um, remains of a long dead alien race on mars that leads to them making advancements and being able to travel space they go out into space and they meet you know, hundreds of different alien species who are already um, established. So one of my favorite story elements of the Mass Effect universe is that humanity are the new kids on the scene, right? They, this isn't like, you know, Star Trek where the humans and the Alliance or whatever, nothing against Star Trek, but, you know, they're already established. This is... um, a thing where humanity is sort of on their back foot because the rest of the universe doesn't know what to think about them. They're the new players in the game. Um, so much so that there is like this council that represents the the galaxy and there isn't a human member on the council. Well, no, there is. There's Udina. Never mind. I'm stupid. No, 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 no. He's not. Well, he's not on the council. That's right. He I believe, is, right? Like, right. He's he's like a he's like a senator, basically, or something uh, like that. Who, a diplomat. Petitions right. the council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, there's only three people on the council. Um, right. I can't think of I can't think of all their races there's right a, now, um, like off the top of my head. There's a Turian, I a know. Solarian, and a yep. Asari. Yep. That's right. Yep, the Solarian was the one I couldn't think of the uh, the arrival looking dudes for the kind of stereotypical UFO sort of probe dudes. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind yeah. of, kind of. Yeah. Um, so they're the new players in the game, <clears throat> and um, you know, uh, the rest of the universe, like I said, doesn't know whether to trust them, whether um, you know. What, however it goes, they're not. There's definitely people that aren't cool with humans at all. There's people who are trying to help them sort of raise their standing in the galaxy and stuff. So it's real interesting from that. Like that one tiny wrinkle to me is what sort of makes a lot of Mass Effect for me. Um, I agree. It was it was a cool little a cool little kind of wrinkle to the story. And I also, uh, I really liked their alien designs. I really dug all the alien races, if, I, if I'm being honest. I thought they did a real good job in that department, too. Buddy, there are some really cool ones. Not just that join your party, but some of them that are, like, not, um, like, side characters and stuff. Like the, like the right. Elcor. You remember the Elcors? The big dudes sure. who have to... Yep preface their emotions because they can't change the tone of their voice so they'll be like 
um, very sad. Like they'll preface yep. everything they say by the emotion they're trying to convey. I think they're so cool. The Elcor. I like the little uh, the Volus dudes, the little like kind of short guys who had to wear the special kind of gear yes. to bring yes. in the atmosphere. Yes, those guys were really cool. Um, the Batarians who only show up in a little tiny little bit of the game, but I thought their design was really creepy and awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, tons of tons of stuff to like about the the character design in this game. I think that's that's one thing that it has one big thing it has going for it. Yeah, uh, incredible alien designs, incredible alien designs. Um, and then you know it is definitely it wears its influences on its sleeve. I think, mm-hmm. um, and its mm-hmm. influences happen to be um, a bunch of cool shit that I like. You know, there's <laughs> there's definitely a bit of a Star Wars vibe to it because. You know, very early on the in, in the game, you're promoted to a Spectre. A Spectre is kind of Mass Effect's version of Jedi. They don't necessarily have Force, but they're peacekeepers. They're, you know, that sort of thing in the galaxy. They're special agents that go out and do the really hard shit in the galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that um, is pretty cool. It's got some hardcore... Uh, Star Trek influences like you know the Normandy your ship is definitely more of a sort of Star Trek style ship that has a giant crew and you're the captain and you've got your comms guy and your pilot and stuff Um, so you know I felt like I felt like there was some halo love too I don't know maybe Okay, I, I don't know if you're going to say it or not, but like the last missions or two, especially the one I was talking about with the the moon rover riding around shooting stuff, mm-hmm. um, really, really had big Halo vibes at the end. And uh, oh my God, there was a level in this game. Uh, you know, I I've played that game Returnal. We haven't talked much about it on the podcast, mm-hmm. but there was a level in Mass Effect that I feel like the dudes at House Mark who made Returnal mm-hmm. played that level, and they were like, "Dudes, let's make an entire game out of this level." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like they're, they're, it's it's the level where where there's like all these creepy looking uh, corpses that are kind of like sitting in chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't. It's hard to explain, kind of, but like that whole area basically was like returnal. Mm-hmm. Like they just lifted that their whole game from that that one level. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, man, and so. The basic story is, you know, well, okay, so you kick off Mass Effect, and and as with any good Bioware game, you sort of get to set your background, like what your backstory is. Um, you know, I think you and I both chose something. I'm trying to remember. I think I went with, I think I went with War Hero. Yep. I think we might have both done that, but I think you did a different psychological profile that right. i did right there's one that where you were like the lone survivor one where you know your entire uh, colony you you were part of a colony that was colonizing a planet gets wiped out and you're the lone survivor i've kind of done most of them at this if not all of them at this point um <clears throat> so you know you're you're this character your commander shepherd you know, you get to set the last name, but for the whole, or the first name rather, but for the whole game, you know, you're Commander Shepard. You can either be a guy or a lady. I got to tell you, Steve, the lady 
um, that does the voice acting for Commander Shepard is really fucking good, dude. <laughs> so I should have played a lady. Like in, in the future, if you ever full, feel the pull to replay Mass Effect and start it over as a lady Commander Shepard, it is well worth it. Well worth it. Cool. Um, and you get you know called out on this mission, uh, and you are along. Um, you're alongside a uh, specter by the name of. Saren, who seems no, um, nihilus. Nihilus. Why did I say Saren? It's nihilus. Saren. Saren is involved. He is involved. He's there. He's yeah. He's he gets involved pretty immediately. But yeah, yeah. nihilus is the guy who's with you. And and basically the whole thing is that say you you're on this mission to check out a planet that's had some weird shit going on on it. You get there and you find it under siege by these crazy robots called the Geth. The Geth are um so there's a whole fucking machine machine life form kind of right so there's a race uh there's a species in mass effect called the quarians the quarians are sort of reptilian like characters who they live in space in a flotilla they don't have a home planet because way back in the day quarian scientists created the geth as um as essentially robot slaves the geth gained sentience and started fighting back and became a big problem so the quarian had to leave their home world they live in this giant space flotilla which is all these like a fleet of ships that just travels around together and because they live in space their uh, species as a whole has developed like a very weak immune system so they're in these um space suits constantly that filter the air and stuff so they don't get sick and die right and so the geth show up on this planet and then like uh you run across this other uh specter named Saren, who immediately you get bad vibes from he betrays nihilus and the game is afoot right so then it becomes about figuring out why has Saren gone bad? What's his deal with the Geth? Why have the Geth returned? Um, and it just unfolds well, into something real crazy. <laughs> yeah, pretty quickly, like, uh, you find on the planet while you're pursuing him, you find, like, this alien beacon. Mm-hmm. And you, t- you touch it, and you you're, you experience these broken visions yes. that you don't really kind of know what to make of. And Saren knows that you've seen them, and mm-hmm. so he's also kind of gunning for you a little bit as well. But that's kind of the the jump off for the story. And I really thought that the the story itself was really good and interesting. It is. Um, if we want to get into the Reapers, yeah. yeah. So I mean, look, guys, we've talked about it. This is like a fifteen oh, yeah. year, old, year old game. There's going to be spoilers, spoilers. you know, yeah. going forward. Um, so it turns out that Saren is working for uh, an evil AI mechanical race known as the Reapers. The Reapers, by the way, look like giant squids, giant robot squids. Um, and I have a question for you, uh, if if you can maybe answer this without mm-hmm. major spoilers. Do we find more out more about them? going forward in the future games yeah boy oh yeah okay okay cool there are answers to come about the reapers okay 
Um, so much so that at this point, I'm going to let you tell me what you know about the Reapers because it all kinds of runs to kind of runs in together for me, and I don't want to spo- spoil two or three. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of the big reveal at the end, right? Like you mm-hmm. kind of talk to one of them, mm-hmm. and so they they're basically the way it sounds is like they're kind of this advanced ai almost kind of deal that kind of leaves uh technology for alien races to find that influence their development Mm -hmm. and in doing so kind of um leave themselves vulnerable to i guess um the reapers for them to to come along at a certain point and basically harvest all these civilizations that have developed using their technology for whatever at this point, we don't really know. Right. But, and after they do this, they kind of fade into the background and and... let it all restart. Mm -hmm. So basically a cycle. Yes. It's, they basically sit back in the cut and watch the galaxy um, blossom and grow and advance and ten, then when it's, it gets to a certain point they move in and wipe it out wipe it clean and the process starts and they don't get too specific but it is implied that this has happened before it's a very um, a very uh, 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 matrix reloaded reveal you know when Neo walks in and the architect tells him like hey there's been a bunch of the ones before you bro you're not the first time this has happened. It's this thing that we have in place. Um, also, like, shout out once again. Um, I don't want to get fucking uh, dirty tweeted by Brian for not bring, from Sacred Icon for bringing this up. I don't want that smoke, right? <laughs> we just mended fences and had Joshy on. I want to have Brian on one day. But if I don't mention this, also not too dissimilar to the story of some of halo right like the whole idea that that's what the halos are for is wiping the galaxy clean and things like that like they're gonna know the backstory of halo way better than i am but it's very there is a similarity to it there definitely Um, definitely Mm -hmm. now you know as you're going about your your business in mass effect and unveiling this mystery you're running across all kinds of races um, side quest, you are assembling your crew. And to me, the crew and the story related to every one of the crew members and the general story of Mass Effect is what got me through the original Mass Effect and its rough edges. Because to me, that's the real juice of the game. The combat is nothing to write home about, you know. Um, the the planet exploration especially back then was very uh uh clunky but mm-hmm. buddy it it's legitimately like you sort of if you take the time to talk to your crew and your your squad mates that you can take out on missions like they all have super interesting stories for the most part they're all really well voice acted um mm-hmm. And, like, they're like my bros, man. Like, I consider that whole crew, like, friends of mine. Caden, eh. But even his backstory <laughs> is interesting, It's right? good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, Caden is put in a tough position where it's like you're forced to choose between him and another really cool character. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, RIP. But uh, I'll tell you this. I, I really liked how the how the crew comes together uh, pretty quickly. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know, with the exception of one character who you kind of have to go quest for. But what were you going to say? So, um, you know, Caden and Ashley are sort of your first two more permanent crew members. Like you have a right. couple you, of like red them. shirts at the beginning. Yeah, you get them early, like um, that first mission. Right, mm-hmm. like you're mm-hmm. basically the first time you step off the ship, you get these two characters, Caden mm-hmm. and Ashley, and they're you know human soldiers, members of the Alliance. And at, at at first glance, you're like, "Wow, these guys are bland." No way, dude. When you get to know Caden and Ashley, they both have really interesting stories. Caden is one of those classic, you know, Stranger Things slash X Men slash blah 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 uh, stories where um, he was experimented on as a kid in this fucked up academy and he saw a bunch of his friends die in the process and stuff and it's really interesting ashley is just straight up a space racist like (laughs) no two ways about it she seems to hate any uh alien race that isn't human you can change like as part of the game as like you influence these characters you can change her and bring her to the light side with those views but she's straight up gina carano at first (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it's interesting it's a layered story with her you know you find out her her grandfather surrendered in at one point he was basically like the first human to ever surrender i think to an alien race mm-hmm. and he his name was was basically dirt where she grew up and mm-hmm. you know being attached to that name it was a, it was a real tough childhood and, mm-hmm. and stuff so it's it's just interesting. They don't just throw it out there like, oh, she hates she hates aliens. You know, they they give her a they give her a compelling reason for for why, and then like you said, you can bring her around. Yeah, which, which is good because <clears throat> I don't like having racists in my party. Yeah, me neither. Even regardless of the path I'm playing. Um, and then oh, so if if you're playing a guy, so another part of a good Bioware RPG is who you get to get it on with, right? And as a guy. <laughs> character you have a couple of options ashley is one of them the other one the one that always every time i start a mass effect game i'm like yep it's ashley's turn this time and nope every time i get pulled (laughs) away by one miss liara to sony she get that blue booty all over me i'd be looking like i just fell face first into a a bucket of blue paint bruh um (laughs) (laughs) So Liara is, um, so the Asari, the race that uh, Liara comes from, are um, not immortal, but extremely long living. She's 200 something years old by the time you meet her in Mass Effect, and that's considered young in her species, right? Um, And she's a scientist and a architect and a big fan. (laughs) big fan can i can i real quick digress like I, like i think it's real funny how you and i have just it's worked out like in these sort of things where we go opposite ways like Bruh. like in the witcher mm-hmm. i'm a yennefer guy and i'm you're a Triss guy, guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in, in mass effect i went with ashley and you you go with liara yep. you know it's just the way it goes so. i'm gonna tell you what i have a feeling we might be we might be singing you know that uh that song that Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney did, The Girl that was Girl is Mine. You know that song? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, no, no. I do. The girl is mine. 
Yeah, I sure do. That might be us with Mass Effect too, because there is a new character in that in 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 uh, uh, introduced in Mass Effect two that it. Yeesh. No spoilers. <laughs> I just want to see if you pick who it is. I want to see if okay. you you okay. immediately recognize who I'm talking about. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> um, so that's Ashley Caden and Liara. You also get um, uh, Garrus. Garrus is the fucking best, my dude. He is so, he's so cool. Cool, and he is he's the homie man. And I got to tell you. There is quite a large uh, uh, fan base, lady and man, who have the fucking hots for my dude Garrus. I've never, it, it, like, the ladies, the dudes, they like Garrus, Valkyrian. I'm telling you right now. Um, <laughs> I like Garrus, too. He and I used to just vibe on the ship. We'd mm-hmm. just be sitting there, especially yep. in the Renegade playthrough. Like, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd be like, man man the council just won't do shit i'm like right right he's like we can't we can't let this dude get away alive and i'm like oh <laughs> preach garris like it's so funny man. <laughs> he and i he and i had the best conversations on the ship for that's sure. awesome that's awesome i'm so glad you vibed with garris because he's a real he's a real cool character um so i won't once again i won't i won't bring anybody specific in right um but i will tease you with something in Mass Effect 3, way down the line, right? It's, it's going to be a little while. But, you know, it's the end of the trilogy. Things seem pretty dire. So, at different points, you get the opportunity to do these sort of like one last hang missions with some crew members. And I won't say who's around or who's available to do that. But, buddy, you want to talk about getting a bro tier? Getting a bro tier during a video game? Shit. It's good. It's real good, man. If I uh, also another character I want to talk about just briefly is uh, is Joker, oh, uh, and I, you know we've talked about him on the um, I drafted him draft the draft episode, mm-hmm. yeah. And I wasn't familiar with his character, but um, you know playing through that and learning his story and kind of knowing and you know how I bet you feel about him, yeah, man. There was there's that part at the end where where <laughs> you know he has to drop them in the in basically drop them in the bucket mm-hmm. uh, and and they're just like this is suicide and he just keeps going I can do it mm-hmm. I can do it and I got goosebumps man I was just thinking how much I got goosebumps thinking about how much you probably dug that part buddy you know what I mean so like all right I'll just be straight up with it there is not much disabled representation in video games right. And it's one of those things where, like, I don't make a huge deal about it. I don't make a huge deal about it when it comes to Star Wars because, uh, you know, there's there's room to be made in a lot of areas and some of my favorite stuff. And they're slowly but surely doing it. And I'm just like, okay, I can be patient, you know. But Joker yeah. is an excellent fucking example. So Joker basically is disabled because he was born with uh, a genetic disease that makes his bones incredibly fragile. He can just, you know, break a bone, break a leg walking, right? But he's a badass pilot, real badass pilot, best pilot in the game. He's voiced by Seth Green, who, you know, despite any fucking NFT shenanigans, I'm a pretty big fan of. (laughs) 
you know <laughs> yeah me too me too so that definitely helps you know big buffy guy and and oz was one of my favorite characters in buffy so um you know a, a really good character who th- things get real cool with joker steve okay and i yeah. got I, okay buddy i need you to make me a promise okay uh at some point soon I want you to just load up Mass Effect 2 and play the opening. Consider it like watching a teaser or a trailer. And you the in, the opening of Mass Effect 2 is so fucking incredible, dude. Like it immediately shows you like how the stakes have been raised, right? Um mm-hmm. that's all I'll say. But okay, so we did Joker, we did Liara, we did Caden, Ashley, uh, 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 Garrus. We didn't do Rex. We didn't do Rex, um, and we didn't do Tali. Both Tali. badass characters. So Rex yeah. comes from your, you know, Klingon esque reign, uh, 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 species of like warriors. <clears throat> um, they're kind of like big lizards. Um, they're big and bulky, and they're like you know the warrior race, your typical sci-fi warrior race. But that doesn't stop Rex from being real fucking cool, man. He's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. He likes to talk a little shit. Did you know, okay? Did you finish? Did Rex make it through your playthrough? He did. Okay. I got an achievement. I, I think I got an achievement because of it, too. Yeah, because yeah. there's like a part. There's a part at the end. That gets real it, dicey. We can just we can just talk about it, yeah, because yeah. because his race this is where is it basically gets... infected. Yes, yeah, they're they're infected by this virus called a genophage, mm-hmm. which has basically kind of killed out their their race, slowly yep. killing out their race. There's not many of them left. Okay, so um, and it was kind of invented, I think, by the Sol- Solarians. Yep, the Solarian scientists. I think. Yep. Go ahead. What were you going to say? So. Yeah. What happened was, yeah, you know, they, uh, they, a long time ago, right? The, the, uh, Krogans, which is what Rex's race were, were like running rampant through the galaxy, you know, pillaging, destroying. And the only way that the Solarian scientists could figure out to sort of defeat them was infecting them with this genophage, which was basically, um, like a it's a genocide like a slow painful genocide because it doesn't kill them but it makes them unable to have kids like one in every 100 krogan that are born or something come out healthy and survive so it's slowly killing their race and then you get to this moment in the game and i'll let you take it from here steve you played this part most recently like today right or yesterday mm-hmm um, yeah, yeah. You find out that you find out that there's a cure, but that the cure is being used so Saren, the oh, the the last boss, can basically resurrect the Krogan army mm-hmm. in, in like service of the Reapers. And so you have to kind of try to make Rex see that you can't let the cure. You, you have to destroy the cure because. You know, it's it's just too dangerous. The Krogans, I guess, are just too dangerous in that regard to be let go, especially with the Reapers involved. Yeah. And I was able to talk him out of it, I guess, because um, because I had, like, you know, a full Intimidate counter or whatever the, the Renegade thing is, but I was able to talk him off the cliff. Now, okay, 
So early on when you were playing and you were showing me that like you rolled with Rex a lot, do you remember me telling you, hey man, make sure you do the quest to get Rex's family armor? Do you remember me telling you that? Right, yeah, I do. You were like, he's going to mention this at some point, just make sure you do that quest. Yeah. And then randomly, I was just doing some exploring on just some random planet. He's in my party. We walk into this random structure and he's like, hey, I know this structure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this dude lives here and he's got my armor. So I was like, dude, I just happened upon it. Crazy. What are the odds? So I told you that very specifically because doing that quest is part of making sure that Rex survives. You can, uh, in that moment when he's real mad about the cure, you can you can fail that and he'll try to kill you and Ashley and Caden will save you and Rex is dead and he won't be in any game going further. That's the kind of shit in Mass Effect that I think is so cool. Characters can die. Like at a point, like Steve was talking about, you have to make a decision on whether Ashley or Caden dies. And that decision sticks with you through the other two games and it has you know consequences and gets brought up and stuff. Um, it's pretty mm -hmm. fucking cool. And in that Rex moment is one of them that I thought was really cool. My very first playthrough of Mass Effect, Rex didn't survive. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? My second playthrough I did leading up to two, and that's the one where I finally did like, you know, the 100% get all the collectibles, et cetera, et cetera. And I made sure he survived in the, in in that one. So, um. And that that story of the genophage between the Krogan and the Salarians is so cool and so interesting. Yeah, totally. And hundred percent. That's that's the thing. It's just like you keep finding mm -hmm. little bit like bits and of the lore like all throughout the game, and and a lot of it is just so cool. It <laughs> is, and like so well done. It's so packed. It's so rich of a universe. Like you can really tell. Like this is. So I think um, Mass Effect 2 is my favorite of the franchise. Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. I think this game might be one of, if not Bioware's finest RPGs ever. Okay, I know we're splitting hairs here, but mm -hmm. you know, Mass Effect 2 and 3 are definitely a lot more focused. Some of the RPG stuff is dialed back. It's still chock full of dialogue and story and really cool moments. The combat is way better. Two and three are legitimately fun games to play. But some of that RPG-ness is dialed back a little bit. And this is RPG as fuck, dude. There, It's layered. It's what I love about RPGs. It is, it's immersive. It's layered. The music is amazing in the first Mass Effect. It's so good. Oh, man. Yes. The music's really good. Uh, we hadn't even talked about that yet, but I really like the music. Um, there was there was lots of good shit in that music. The, the song that plays over the final credits oh. was Elite. I'll mm -hmm. put it at that. Um. And then the last uh, member of your party is Tali. Tali is a member of the Quarian race that we were talking about, the ones who have the the super low um, immune system. So they um, they live in those sealed suits. She's awesome. I love like that's the thing that's cool about Mass Effect is every single fucking squad mate are awesome i love every single one of the characters even ashley who is a total asshole at first 
like as the story progresses becomes a lot better yeah i really dug tolly too i mean honestly she was in my party just about every mm-hmm. every time because mm-hmm. she was my get me into chess and doors lady mm-hmm. um so when i had her i could just I just rotated that other person out depending on where I was. So that covers your squad. And like me and Steve sort of both agree on the real juice in mass effect comes from the original one, at least is the story is your relationship with the squad. Like to, I do think to get the most enjoyment out of mass effect, you have to talk, you got to do the dialogue. You don't have to sit there and listen to it. You can just read the dialogue and skip it ahead. But to really get the full effect of Mass Effect, you got to talk to all the crew members. You got to talk to them a lot. You got to do your best to sit down and immerse yourself in the story. And there's something real fucking cool in there once you do, you know? Totally agree. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. That that aspect and mm-hmm. how it would kind of manifest itself in the in the flow of the game, like, you know, the stories would, would pop up here and there in unexpected spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we talked about the combat a little, I don't know that there's much to talk about here. Um, because to me, it is one of the yeah. weaker moments, you know, you do have different classes. Um, I always go with the soldier, especially in mass effect one, because I think, you know, they have biotic powers, which are kind of, you know, their version of like the force or, you know, magic or whatever in this universe. The use of those is very clunky and not great in the first one. It gets a lot cooler later. So I think, you know, playing one of the other, um, at least personally, I think playing one of the other classes is a lot more viable in the later games. In the first game, it's pretty clunky. Um, and, you know, they, you can tell they were trying to do, like, a third-person-based cover shooter. Gears of War, this ain't, you know? It's pretty clunky. <laughs> no, yeah. No. It gets way better. Yeah, and, and I, I was, I'm sure it does. I know I've heard that, that Mass Effect 2 is a big step forward in that regard, and, and I kept that in mind. And it wasn't, like, totally uh, worthless either. Like, I enjoyed no. leveling up my, my guns and mm-hmm. um, putting the special bullets and the stabilizers and upgrading the armor and all that stuff is still fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, definitely the combat is not the strong point of the game for sure. Um, I also think it has an incredible DLC, the bring down the sky D- DLC that introduced the Batarians you were talking about is a real yeah, that solid, was really good. Yeah. It's a real solid fucking DLC um, that sets up stuff that, you know, continues on in Mass Effect 2. The Batarians are a really big part of Mass Effect 2. Um, I buy it. Yeah, they're brutal, man. They uh, they killed everybody, and then at the end, the guy was trying to play hardball with me, but little did he know that I didn't care. So mm-hmm. I was like, you can go ahead and kill your hostages, man. And he's like, well, all right. He just punches it in, you know? And then I just killed him and got, my, got all my renegade points. There you go. There you go. Um, so... the renegade stuff was was fun man i mean like there's times when you uh when it surprised even me mm-hmm. like there's a time when a reporter you you kind of heavy this little lady reporter and you get up in her face and you're threatening her and i was yeah, just like, I was like whoa yeah <laughs> that one gets a little intense uh did you come across the guy that's obsessed with you and wants the autograph yeah, and I, shit? yeah. I sure did i think i finished his 
storyline out like at the end when he's yeah. like i'm just i'm gonna become a specter and i was like oh yeah i pulled my gun i pulled my gun on him it was like holding it in his face like mm-hmm. this is what it's like you know mm-hmm. and he starts crying and i was just like you're pathetic <laughs> just wait just wait i'm not saying much but you might see that guy again someday steve someday that's awesome that's awesome that's he's gonna show up he's gonna be like a bounty hunter coming after me or something because there's these really big moments in this game where you can see like oh you can sort of see you may not know how it plays out but you can see that it's setting something up for the sequel right yes yes i'm mm-hmm. telling you now buddy side quests and shit in mass effect one tra- uh, can't transfer over to two mm-hmm. to the point where unless you play them back to back you and I've had this. The reason I say this because I've had it happen plenty of times. You might run into somebody and be like vaguely, like, "Do I remember this from Mass Effect One?" Like it's it's some random side quest you did, and they're like, "You helped me in this instance," and I'm like, "Wait, did I? Did I really do that?" <laughs> I'd be getting up to a lot of adventures as Commander Jack Shepard. I tell you what. Yeah, Spader Shepard. We'll see if he remembers anything going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the end of the game and sort of the big, you know, the big shit that happens there. I think the end of the game is pretty fucking creative. Like when you're, you know, fighting up the side of the Citadel and like there's the zero gravity shit going on. And the, um, the end fight with Saren is okay for an end boss fight. You know, he's kind of floating around on his hoverboard and shit, right? Yeah, and then he's got that second phase mm-hmm. kind of later where he comes back and he's Yeah, like, I mean, just like anything involving the combat, you know, it's just in the in this game is just gonna kind of have that kind of like asterisk of it just it's not gonna be that great. But I like the character of Saren a lot. Me too. I thought that his motive the motivations for that character were even good. Like at the end you find out that he's really trying to save humanity, even though or not humanity, but just save everybody, like mm-hmm. all the races. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because he doesn't think that the Reapers can be stopped. So he figures a life of subjugation would be better than no life at all. Right. Um, which, you know, fair fucks to him, it's not for me. Right. Me I killed neither. him. <laughs> yeah well there but you know there ain't like a paragon choice where you get to let saren survive oh yeah like, no. I yeah i know i know saren's toast no matter how good you play it and then like the whole time that's going on there's like a pretty impressive for 2007 space battle going on outside of the citadel against the reapers and shit and jokers yeah doing his fucking balling ass shit you know and then it comes down to where you have to choose whether to save the council these dudes that have for the record been kind of dicks to you through the whole game never believe you when you're Mm -hmm. like hey saren's bad they're like nah nah we need proof and i'm like bro january 6th he was there um uh you can either save the council or you can save um um a group of humans right um, and that sort of right. comes down to that binary Mass Effect choice of Paragon or Renegade. Who, what did you do? What was your? I saved the Council. I did too. Because, and, and that's I, a Paragon I move. Knew, I I knew it was a Paragon move, but like I, I'm I'm trying to role play the guy here, right? Right. Like in 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 my head, even a Renegade can see the benefits of saving the council there because you're all but guaranteeing humanity a spot on the council Jesus Christ. Uh, at that point uh, yeah. and 
Yeah. I'm going to go to the jewelry store tomorrow and buy your ass a ring because I got to marry you after that response. I just got goosebumps when you were like, I was trying to role play the guy, right? And then you fucking backed <laughs> it up with your reasoning. Holy shit. It's got you. It finally happened. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah, so yeah, I saved them. And it, and then, you know, they, they give you the choice of who to put on, put on there and you can pick either the council guy who kind of fucked you over at one point or the your old captain your old your old superior and i'm pretty sure that's an easy choice for most people anderson all day every day baby oh yeah yeah, man. yeah man. who which and, and then he gives he, he gives the good speech mm -hmm. that you go out on man I, that was like that was a great there's a couple really good speeches in this game there like, it is fire you up speeches yeah it's good um there's the one that that shepherd gives like sort of heading into the end game where you get to choose the different um yes. like parts of the speech yes. that's so fucking cool oh my I god i thought that was great too yeah. yeah yeah um yeah it's just a really good game it's a really good yeah, game there's it shows its age shit tons we didn't talk about no. yeah there's lots we didn't didn't even talk about you know I, I i would definitely recommend it to anybody who who has a passing interest in <clears throat> sci-fi role-playing games yeah I mean? or who just wants a new universe to get accepted with. If you, and I, and I tell everybody that obviously the legendary editions a lot better, a lot, lot better. I think it's the best way you can play the original mass effect. Um, mm -hmm. It is still, it's still a little rough. It still shows its age, but if you can get past that and get to mass effect two and three, and if you can show up at the doorstep of mass effect two invested and immersed in the universe, you're in for a good time. You're in for a good time. Your patience and your efforts really pay off. <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, it it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like that much of a slog. And I did most things. I didn't mm -hmm. finish all the quests. There were a couple that I didn't finish. I didn't finish like all the to get all the collectibles, artifacts, planetary materials. Yeah. I did that. I was I, I got really close on 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 most of that stuff. I did. I think the only ones that I didn't finish were the the materials and i needed like two in two of the three categories um the prothean ruins i missed like two of those and maybe the uh league of one medallions i missed one of those but everything else i found yeah at least that i could that i could tell so hell yeah so guys <laughs> you should be like our old pal steve here and go try out mass effect if you haven't already if you're already one of the the converted the mass effect fans play it again there's a new one coming out someday. Someday. I'm going to have to play something real special to you, Steve, to get you to play Andromeda with me. Because we, <laughs> we got to go into Mass Effect 5 fully caught up, baby. Okay? You can experience yeah, the highs it. and I'll the lows. It. I can't wait to hear what you think of the ending of Mass Effect 3. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Anyways, guys, we got to stop or I'll sit here for another two hours and talk about this game. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Fucking leave us an iTunes review for crying out loud, please, guys. Leave us an iTunes review. We give stuff away every 20 fucking reviews. Um, follow us on Twitter at High Potion Pod. Follow Steve at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Send us an email. What do you think about Mass Effect? Blue Harvest uh, is, is not the address for that. It is High Potion Podcast at gmail.com to send us that email and guys we'll see you next week uh thanks for listening take, take care guys really enjoyed mass effect do that shit ah!